how are we all doing today, friends? Friends at the table, friends on the call, friends in distant places. I have seen two insects that I'm very, very frightened of in the last 20 minutes fly into my bedroom where I'm recording, so I'm a little nervous. Well, maybe they're fans, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they wanted the live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, positive. Okay, that's mm. good. That's good. George, how are you doing? Uh, I'm sad because I didn't get a house I really wanted to move to. Yeah. No. But I am eating nice matta paneer. So that's quite nice. Ah, sounds good. I don't even know what that that's one nice. is. I wanted to make well, um, flatbreads, but I realised that I sent all my flour to my new house. So now there's no flour. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great move on my behalf. That's the first um, priority when you're moving is the flour. Well, it was all yeah. the kitchen stuff. So I sent all my kitchen stuff um, with my friend to the new house. And my dad was like, well, take the flour because my mum, you know, oh, when, when I'm gone, they're going, they're going completely gluten, no gluten in the house uh, to protect my mother's delicate internal system. And he was like, take the flour. So I just took all the flour. Now there's no flour for me home alone, making food for myself. <laughs> well, it's nice that they at least let you have gluten while you were there, you know, like my mom famously didn't let us have any garlic at home, which... Uh... Which all, which just fucked up all of our like tastes in food because now I just put garlic in everything since I don't live there anymore. <laughs> that's a good taste in food. Yeah, yeah that's pudding. the correct way. Yeah, I, garlic is good. Although I will say, um, once Tom, friend of the show, boyfriend of the show, yeah. Tom made some like dip that was like so much raw garlic that it, I think it just like destroyed my stomach. <laughs> He's he's done this he's done this multiple times. <laughs> I was actually having a conversation with his with his mother about this just yesterday. Uh-huh. Um, so <laughs> it's happened yeah. a lot. <laughs> I remember that dip. It it the it only was... thing that's ever been so garlicky that it actually hurt your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. And I said, "Is it supposed to be this garlicky?" And he said, "Oh yes, isn't it good?" And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Because um. <laughs> friend of the show Ash uh, also is the same about garlic, so yeah. they'll just egg each other on. They're just like mm. it's like steadily increasing amounts of garlic until you know one day when they're just going to be like chewing on garlic like Tony Abbott with a raw <laughs> onion. <laughs> yeah, look, it's good if it's cooked garlic. Yeah, mm. yeah. I've had some garlicky garlicky dips that were like you know it. It did feel like you're biting into a into a raw garlic, but it's good. I like I, that. I did used to eat raw garlic when I was a yeah. child. It's like a it's like a vampire deterrent. Well, I, I read that it was like good for the blood, and I was like, I'm hardcore. I'll just eat. Garlic. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, oh, I'm a child. My blood's need... probably poisoned by now. I gotta fix yeah. that. I was very it protects into, you from like, everyone drinking your childlike adrenochrome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My brother. My brother used to eat raw garlic, um, so he could like breathe into my face as a way of annoying me. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, we once yeah. we used to hold my little brother down and make him eat chili flakes. That was like a thing. That's yeah, kind of mean. That's is it? Yes. It's normal. <laughs> I mean, I Seems know. Seems like healthy behavior. We also used to do a yeah. thing where we would like try and do Chinese water water torture, <laughs> just to like see if it was bad. <laughs> It is bad. Yeah, sort of. Also, there was a time when my brother kept trying to see if he could smother me with a pillow just to see if it was possible. And it's actually really hard. Um, you have to like have a specific type of pillow to like smother someone with a pillow. I'd have to, to go know. for an extraordinary rendition at the, at the uh, Chaz Redacted family's name. <laughs> <Yeah>. House. <laughs> <laughs> 
just walk through your door and your brother immediately slams me into the ground just to see what happens. That is That's why you were living in Virginia. It was to set up a CIA black site in Monmouthshire. <laughs> <laughs> run by, the only one run by children. We were just very interested in like the limits of the human form, you know. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. <laughs> what's, the, what's the ultimate potential that a person can deal with? Uh... You are sounding more and more like that. Um, that guy in The Man from Uncle, the, the Nazi torturer guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, the one who they electrocute. Yes, yeah, I know the one. And, and then um, it turns out the, the real monster is Army Hammer. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh, is that? I feel like. Isn't Army Hammer like triple cancelled at this point? Like, I feel like things just kept piling up about him that were like incredibly weird. I mean, probably. I th- He's very much like celebrity you know like the real he's, he's very much like the real life QAnon guy you know yeah. he, he's like genuinely part of the weird celebrity sex circle like yeah murder illuminati shit but like yeah. not the not the QAnon one just the normal one that they do just the normal oh, illuminati did, i was did you sorry. see rudy giuliani um on 9-11 he drunkenly made a speech and started going on about how he'd never hung out with girls with um, Prince Andrew. Oh, that's great. Why, why bring my, that my, really? my T-shirt that says I've never hung out with uh, young girls with Prince First Andrew is getting one. a lot of questions. Already I'm going to say, if shirt. I made a speech and I'd never hung out with um, with young women uh, in part of a child sex trafficking thing, um, and I was making a speech, I'd mention it. Like one, nine eleven happened. I was up. there, and I did a great job too. Yeah. About <laughs> Prince Andrew <laughs> and the fact that I may or may not have spent time with him and young girls. I just want to say that it's not true. <laughs> Three. It's so sad that nine eleven happened twenty years ago today. <laughs> I, mean, I will hand it to Rudy Giuliani. Apparently, twenty years ago, um, because if you're recording, uh, if you're listening to this in the future, we're recording this like a day after the our. 9-11 celebrations, everybody... Wait, had if a... you're listening to us in the future. Wait, it's time. Unboxing <laughs> Day today. 9-11 yeah, Boxing well, Day. When I say if you're listening to this t- in the future, I mean like everyone who isn't my co-host and listening to this in the present. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way of distinguishing. Yeah, it implies there might be someone listening to it in the past. So. Okay. Mm. No, it's okay. Well, if you're listening to this in the past or in the future, you know, we're recording this on the 12th of September. And 20 years ago, not quite 20 years, actually, when the episode come, this, of this comes out, 20 years ago, this was like on the 18th of September in, in 2001. Rudy Giuliani was on SNL and made a speech. And after that, like one of the cast members asked him, um, can, we, can we go back to making jokes now? And then Rudy said, oh, did you ever do that? <laughs> Which is... <laughs> Not to hand it to Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> the worst That's, person you know just made a just, great yeah. point. Yeah. Oh God. Well. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, nine eleven is an important festival for us. Um, yeah. Kind of our hogs watch night, if you will. We're all yeah. We're all hang hangover from our nine eleven. Um, People were excesses. Off I I definitely yesterday. am like. The hangover from impersonating the Oval Office for 9-11. Um, <laughs> oh, man. That really threw me off. <laughs> yeah. Having fun on the computer, you know. The people who run that account should be fucking taken out and shot. 
That account <laughs> it's has the dog. entered it's an incredibly the bizarre. That that account has it has like had such a story arc recently where they were like endorsing specific charities to or like efforts to take dogs out of Afghanistan yeah. to save them from the Taliban, but not the people. No, oh yeah, it was a British charity. And then so. for the past like week, they just went off because it turned out they were somehow grifted by the charity. Uh, but they have already like raised <laughs> really? a ton of uh, raised a ton of funds from their from their Twitter fans. And now they now they've been posting about uh, about like uncovering the truth about those charities and like they use the hashtag the hashtag no no dollars left behind like what. <laughs> Oh man! Wow. Oh, you've left a fair Jesus few fucking Christ. dollars behind in Afghanistan. <laughs> uh, why? Why any of it? Why? You ever think the world's just gotten real twisted? Like I know people say oh, no. this all the time. <laughs> My, I've been gifted by him by some humans. <laughs> Some human stole my stole some human dollars. That was a right. heckin' bad scam. It turns out they were imposters. Oh, <laughs> I know sus. British people go in for like twee twee fucking psychotic like psychopathic shit <laughs> yeah. all the time. Yeah, like like the you know the aforementioned British charity getting all of its um, animals out of Afghanistan, but none of its employees, mm-hmm. like actual mm. people. Um, uh, but well, at least, at least ours is less irritating on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like closet racists. I think you have to consider that humans have original sin. Oh, so... That's true. Mm. Whereas dogs mm. don't, so therefore it's, you know. One exactly. thing one thing I do sure enjoy about heaven, one thing I have just recently discovered no, about don't. the about the Overpoffice account though, like in, in my efforts to impersonate them, I also copied out their, their Twitter bio and and their Twitter bio also has like it says posting about Dotus and Cotus. Now Cotus, besides being a really funny abbreviation, seems to stand for Cotus. Cat of the United States, which oh is God. insane that they still I never keep. See any, I never see anything from the cats. The cat doesn't yeah, I, seem I'm, to I'm exist. Like Biden it. seems to have a cat called Winston, mm-hmm. which is an awful name. Named yeah, after saying, the protagonist of 1984. I think they're just saying that they have like <laughs> the words the of the cats of World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> They're saying they have the words of the cats, but none of the cats have a real seat at the table. None of them get their words out there on the mm. on the Twitter account. I think that says a lot. Mm. Cats Not don't very... want to. Cats are behind the scenes running things. Mm. Yeah. They're, Not they're, very jellical of you over the poor The poor pit masters of the world. <laughs> really shows you what no <laughs> pussy right, does I'm... to a motherfucker. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, let's, what let's get in. Say? I didn't hear it, sorry. <laughs> what no pussy does to a motherfucker. <laughs> I really enjoyed that one tweet where it was like, someone posted a really heartfelt story about like their grandpa dying and their final dying wish was oh like my seeing... God. Yeah. His, his grandpa's final dying wish was like seeing his cat and then once, you know, once... Once they brought him the cat, he passed away peacefully, and then someone just replied, "What no pussy does to a motherfucker?" To that, like that's that's just posting brain at its best. 
Do you did you know about the we rate dogs thing where they change the name of the dogs to make them more uh, marketed white? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody sent in a picture of their dog who had um, I don't remember what the dog's actual name was, but they changed it to George. Yeah, they changed it to George to make it more marketable. Hell yeah! <laughs> Look, if I was marketable, I'd get more houses. Your actual That's name true. is Ahmed, but um, <laughs> to get on the property ladder, yeah. <laughs> mm. I'm actually, I'm actually secretly a person of color, mm-hmm. uh, and that the people. Uh, oh, no. you're, you're race faking, but the, the race faking <laughs> yeah. tend to be white. I'm doing white face <laughs> to get get more jobs. Yeah. But funnily enough, by you making this joke, you also at the same time did, I guess, digital blackface. Okay, I'm POC, but I don't tell anyone that stands for person of cheddar because I come from the West Country. Okay, <laughs> great. Cheddar Gorge. Hell yeah. Turn that around in the last second. There we go. I'm not being racist now. <laughs> well, this is a good podcast with a great bit. So let's let's get in. Let's get into it. <laughs> Toast, my love, my dearly, to our Merry Christmas, God bless. When you're sad and when you're lonely And you haven't got a friend Just remember Hello and welcome to Who Watches the Watch, a podcast about Terry Pratchett's books and or other media properties adapted from those books, uh, hosted by four benevolent ghosts who are only trying to make you better at chess. I am your host, Chaz. And uh, when I was a child, I was terrified that like an evil E.T. would come in through my window and kill me. So I used to always sleep with my head to the left. And now I still do that. So, yeah. Mm. E.T.'s vibes are so rancid. Not to go I'm... off on Mrs. Spielberg there. but <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Robin. And when I was a child, I used to dress up as E.T. and um, hover outside <laughs> Chaz's window. <laughs> <laughs> Funniest <laughs> shit you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm your host, Janosh, and I, I have figured out, the I have figured out the cure for toxic masculinity. That's right, it's lobotomies. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, George, and I'm the. Um, I'm the ropeworm of this podcast. I'm an entirely hypothetical parasite that doesn't exist. <laughs> well, I, don't know. I, I wonder what I could take to cure me to cure myself of you, George. <laughs> well, you gotta you gotta drink loads of bleach and then I'll appear. Okay, I'll give it a go. Or uh, or over overdose on ivermectin, apparently. Yeah. Mm. Okay, I've googled rope worms. I know what we're talking about now. Yeah, <laughs> it's when you shit out your. It's when you it's shit when out you, your stomach. The lining of your yeah. intestines come out. Your ass. And you're like, look, the medicine's I killed working. The worm of my body. We, 
I've worked somewhere where we've had that. Ooh, lucky. Okay. Not to uh, <clears throat> not to expose patient details, but we did have somebody who came and convinced that she'd shit out a live centipede. Oh yeah, you said. And had brought in a live centipede in a stool specimen pot for tests. It was like. Was she actually? Know, was she no actually? Doctor. You know, did she, did she like dig up a in? grave or something? Was she cursed in some way? <laughs> uh, did you check? <laughs> did, well, did was she her scream house and loads of, loads of beetles came out of her eyes? Yeah. <laughs> she and turned you on heard the, the howling sands of the desert. She wind. turned on the shower and all these spiders come out the plug hole like in Supernatural. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Did I, um? Must have been. I totally know that scene from Supernatural. Everyone knows yeah. that scene from Supernatural. Everyone knows uh, the episode season one bugs, which is one of the most hated episodes after the <laughs> racist truck episode, which is the most hated episode. What if the truck was racist? Well, that's why I was that's answered by, by yeah. TV Damn. Supernatural. Did um, um, so he like... summon uh, millions of termites, which ate your life by going into your eyes and mouth and nose, like in Indiana Jones? Jones, the fourth one. Mm. Mm, the good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the one with aliens. <laughs> yeah, like what, alien. what if ancient aliens? It's in, like, in retrospect, in retrospect, supernatural ending the way it did mm-hmm. is like really did them a did them a service that they didn't deserve. Like it it, it ending so in such a spectacular failure that like catapulted <laughs> them back into the public consciousness when it could have faded out like four years before the finale people were constantly amazed at and astonished that, that still going, supernatural yeah. is mm-hmm. still going and that final season like if they had just gone out if they had just had a decent final season they just would have faded into obscurity i know but isn't it so beautiful that it happened the way it did <laughs> it is <laughs> I think still the greatest day of my life. Um, it, anyway, it, it really catapulted supernatural into like into a into a public dialogue. That yeah, it really brought it back into, supernatural into the discourse. Which is good because yeah. I might have not made a music video, um, which is a That's supernatural true. AMV with me inserted. If I hadn't, you know, if it hadn't, you been might have not back into the public written mind. that song that is clearly Destiel inspired. Yeah, the song that I wrote about Destiel. Yeah. Um, mm. Get it on my YouTube now. <laughs> I think it would okay. be incredibly funny if, like, someone listened to Fragments and they were like, "Oh, this is about this is about my favorite ship, John Locke." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start writing music that's just about John Locke. All music kind of is about not John not Locke. the ship, the guy. John yeah, Locke. the Locke. philosopher. Right? John Locke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. Um, <laughs> John Locke the musical it's like Hamilton it's called Locke <laughs> or you could call it like key but with an e on the end or something mm. to yeah. I'm just trying to remember I'm what trying to remember if John Locke was one of the super problematic ones or they all are aren't they yeah oh he's like he's the liberalism guy okay yeah. well, so, so that's exactly like Hamilton yeah <laughs> yeah that's exactly like that's what started Dorian Electra's career so like why not yeah that's mm. true Anyway, today... You're right, George? Yes. I was trying to think of a joke, but I forgot the name of the guy I was going to make a joke about. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, I'm going to write a musical about uh, about John Ford and uh, how good all of his opinions were. It's going to be called Ford. Be. 
And I'm it's like, right. it's got a great start. I, I was going to say like, Henry Ford. I don't know why I said John Ford. John Ford is the say, West. Who's John, who's John, John Ford, Ford? Is, the, is the Western director who I actually do, do quite like. Yeah, Henry <laughs> okay. Ford. And it's Henry a, Ford. there's there's like one song that's called like On the Supply Line or something. And yeah. it's about like, you know, it's very rhythmic and it's just like really, really dun, valorizing dun, the invention dun, dun. of like factory labor. Yeah, people hitting stuff with big mallets. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Doing, doing, a, doing a, a musical called Ford. Where yeah. you make Henry Ford Jewish, um, a, a, a Jewish character, and he's he's really nice to all his workers. Yeah, he's played yeah. by a Jewish guy. And he writes he writes pamphlets about how Judaism is nice. Yeah, it's like and the Nazis are bad. But the thing is, yeah, and people but they don't do that in house in the house, and they just like don't mention it. So you yeah, have to have yeah. him played by Jewish guys, but they're never brought up. And they but just they don't did talk the, about it. But they did the Greatest Showman, where like, what the fuck is that guy's name? Fucking yeah, P. T. Barnum. Where P. T. Barnum is a cool guy because he's a friend. His <laughs> friend, friend, friends with the he, he gave the outcasts a job. Yeah. It's actually not. It's actually As... really nice to keep freak shows. <laughs> freak shows is cool. The woke left want to cancel me just for having a freak show. The woke left cancel freak shows. What is next? <laughs> Elephant Man walked, so <laughs> the greatest showman could run. <laughs> <laughs> Especially ableist not to like the greatest showman. So. That's true. That's true. Yeah. It's representation. Anyway, what this week we, we finished the book. What if an elephant okay. man, the guy who held him oh. in the cage, was the good guy? Anyway. I'm going to make a musical called Hey, Girl. Has anyone considered that Phantom of the Opera is ableist? Um, Hogfather. <laughs> oh, Hogfather, oh, we did it. We did it. No we, we saved Christmas. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Yay. The sun rose. The sun rose. I'm going to be honest. You have poor taste. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I think it's good. I was just um, a little confused. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. I get what happens, but it's one of the books. I mean, it might just be that it, I'd benefit, it would benefit from a reread. Like it is quite obscure. Like the ending yeah. is yeah. just like, let's I, do some shit. <laughs> the ending is wild, but I love it. I think it's one of my favorites. It's so cool. Like, I, enjo- like I, I do want to stress. Is... I enjoyed it. I was just. It reminded me kind of the way that color of magic and light fantastic kind of ramble a bit sometimes. All the descriptions aren't not ramble, but it's just like a little bit unclear. What's a bit vignette? Yeah, is that a word? Yeah, well, maybe. Yeti. Could be. Could be. Now. Yeah, but I just <laughs> I think I think this book just goes down so smooth. Like, that was my experience with mm. it. It's just, with a lot of the other books, I, like, really have to, like, push myself through to, like, read it in time for the recording. And when this, with this one, it was just, like, I started reading and it just kept reading. Like, mm. I read it. Yeah. I think it has great momentum. Like, it's, it's really... Yeah, I think... I think plot-wise it does slow down in the middle, um, yeah. I would say. But I, I find all the, the bits that it does just so fun that yeah. I don't yeah. really mind too much. And again, I, it does feel very much like a a sort of victory lap where he's just adding in all the bits from like all his books. Yeah, He's like, what if I just do all the bits? You know, there's it's, a be... it's a Christmas special. It is a Christmas special. <laughs> um, is this our oh. season? This is going to be our season finale. We're, we'll still have the movie, but like... is. 
We can make it a season finale. Why not confuse the Spotify lists even more? <laughs> I was talking completely random. I was pieces. talking to friend Evan of the show, and yeah. he was like, "Why is it that? Why does it say like thirteen episodes on, on Spotify?" I was like, "No, no, that's the that's of the season. It's seasons. It makes it makes sense. Yeah, it does. <laughs> seasons of vibes. Listen, we don't have an off season. We're always on, baby." Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that down. Um, yeah. What were we saying? Uh, yeah. It's, it's, he's just like putting all the stuff from his other books that are like, you know, he's got like his belief stuff, his death stuff. You know, that all the other characters are having cameos who are in Ankh Pork, really. It's like it's got the watch there, it's got the beggars there. There's like, I guess Gaspo is there briefly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, Blink and you miss it. Yeah. He's yeah. got Terry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Gaspo cameo. He's got Terry's. Um, Occasionally shown sort of affection for sort of rather pagan ideas, I suppose, really. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. With all yeah. The, the stuff about the sun rising and it, the sort of preserved ancient beliefs in modern traditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's epic. Very, that, it spoke to me a lot when I, was, when I was a youth and more sort of interested in that stuff. Yeah. Now I'm an old man. <laughs> me too i always i do enjoy it when he goes into that sort of stuff because i yeah i also you Same. know connect to it because we're country people and we you know mm. we're we, cool. we yeah. the, we i someone of... who lives in a city could yeah, never you know, understand you know, the wild you don't get what, it. You don't hit the call of the wild <laughs> you don't hear you just you, the, well, the you don't even know you just think it's hot sometimes and the fish of the river <laughs> you just you look at a tree and be like oh that's the, green the, the song of the sheep um, the wildest <laughs> animal. You don't know that the the watering of the the green shoots of spring by the the blood of the of the of the old year. Yeah, you've never been in a village where you kill one person every year in order to make the sunrise on the solstice, so you don't understand the vibe, you know. <laughs> Neither have I, but I have been in one which kills several. Uh, oh, okay. Mm. Well, I'm in yeah. a small village, so if we killed <laughs> yeah. several people every year, there'd be no one left in the village. Yeah. It, you well, can't all wait for outsiders all the time. Look, where, where <laughs> I'm from, the, the the like little little British island that I'm from, we, yeah. we we build a huge like wooden construct that kind of looks like a looks like it looks like a man, and mm. then we trap a we trap a policeman in there that just comes to investigate oh, a fake crime on our island. It's um, a big gauche, though, isn't it? It's yeah. very elaborate, it's and bit, like, but but it's it's the it's, it's the highlight of the, guy, of the year like, when okay, like all of man. us. It's it's really is the highlight of the year when like all of us just like pretend that we are incredibly weird just to prank this one guy and then burn him to death. Yeah, we, we just win on <laughs> We just kill a guy because we just do what we have to do. You know, we're simple mm. folk, but that's okay. You no, can do what you, what you do, do, and we can do what we what do. What you do is you take someone, you take them to your nearest bog. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've given them a nice big meal of slows beforehand. Yeah, with the, with the season. Um, yeah, all the st- all the stones in the slows still, uh, a delicious thing to eat. And then you strangle them, slit their throat, and bash their head in, and throw them in the bog or the river. Mm. Or you hold their like like their hands behind them and just like push them in. Oh just yeah, you can just do that. You drown them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the city we mostly just like people get stabbed or killed by rats and. As city people, we just walk mm. past like, ah, another day. Yeah. In, a, in a way, doesn't like here. doesn't that like blood drain into the into the soul of the city, and doesn't that act as its own kind of sacrifice? To the, it greases you know? the wheels, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, in in Bristol, because I've been in Bristol now, and I've noticed yeah. that in Bristol, there's no murders. There's only suicide, because you know that if you go into the streets, you're going to get stabbed. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was about to dox myself. I can't. <laughs> Robin. William. William. Robin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the mean streets where I live, suburbia. Suburbia, yeah. yeah. Not saying which one. It's below the urbia, underneath the city. Suburbia, isn't that the a bowels. new game and book? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Sorry. Find <laughs> some people found that funny. Okay. <laughs> Just doing uh, the whole of the book, like the concept of neverwhere, but instead yeah, of about like, oh, cool suburbia. London underground, it's just like, Bristol. oh, wow, single family units. It's like under fucking gardens. Like, I don't know. No shops for three miles. Yeah. The real horror is gentrification. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Apparently, fish ponds is getting gentrified now, I hear. Yeah. 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 Fish ponds is next. Mm. And then next, uh, fucking Cardiff. I don't know the people who live in the sewer under the River Seven. Leave them alone. This house is not worth anything. <laughs> <laughs> Cardiff will never be gentrified. Cardiff doesn't have enough in it to be gentrified. Yeah, I'm suburban. I live in the sewers. Yeah, suburban. <laughs> 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 uh, Pretty good. Okay, yeah. So you know what is good? It's the, um, the the sequel to Hellboy, Hellboy Two: The Golden Army. Uh-huh. Honestly, mm. I kind of like good... it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. You know what is not good is the 2021 movie Cinderella. It's not good. Yeah, that was. Oh, I did not I enjoy that movie. Did you watch it? Yeah. We have watched, we watched it yesterday. Uh, someone was streaming it in a Discord, and I was like, yeah. you know what? I love the to one... be part of the the conversation, so I'm just gonna watch. <laughs> There is Great a ma- the there is a mashup between so it starts off being like what a man and they're singing what a like man, what a man. yeah yeah and then suddenly yeah. it turns into a mashup and he starts singing like Seven Nation Army but with some of the lyrics changed to make them more relevant. The and what lyrics do they Jeremy change? Corbyn. Well, he says rather Who's than singing? saying rather than saying behind a cigarette, he says something like in a minuet or something. Yeah. Which is very funny. <laughs> in a minuet. Or like within my minuet, I don't know. It's a takeaway cigarette. Um, that's that's probably not even just because of the minuet fits better in a musical. They probably can't no, they, you can't say cigarette. Cigarette, yeah. yeah, yeah, rude. Yeah, and the and the like, I'm gonna fight them off. A Serenation Army wouldn't hold me back. Was like referring to fight all the suitors off that the prince at the bar has that isn't Cinderella. Yeah, because they're singing what a man, and he's like, no, I need a Seven Nation Army. It was when it when it cut in, it no, blew, it blew my Corbin. brain out the back of my head. <laughs> I, I lost my mind. Like I was genuinely I was genuinely making noises when that happened. Like that that came so unexpected. Yeah, it was uh, really... sounds good. My there my is... other favorite bits was like right at the beginning the the whole like the whole like town was singing rhythm nation and they were like singing We are the rhythm nation and there was like no explanation to what like rhythm nation means. Like why would they be the, when I'm, I'm the rhythm nation, when I'm that, the rhythm that made nation. no sense. And then, and then the opposite of that is the scene where there's like an incredibly long lead up where Idina Menzel uh, 
explains to the like who's Dina Menzel plays the evil stepmother explains <laughs> excuse to, me don't you mean Adele Nazim Adele Nazim Adele Nazim got it where, where she explains to them uh to to the like evil stepsisters that what you're looking for is to marry upwards you are looking for someone who is a wealthy, rich a wealthy for someone who is wealthy you are looking for wealth you are looking for the material goods in the world you are looking for gold and wealth and you are looking for things that are material because we are living in a, in a material <laughs> world and i am a material and that leads into the song number but it was like oh, the most so like <laughs> the most like fabricated lead up to the song number where it's like they, they were like really working hard on it to make that Musical yeah, I'm going to do sense. it when you set it in a in a class about Marxist political and economic theory. Uh-huh. Oh, mm-hmm. there was a the the, the princess about the princess yeah, the, sister who was the people's the people's queen. Oh, Diana. Yeah, yeah exactly. She's Wait, the really? Princess. Or the people's princess? The people's I think princess. what they said. Yeah, there um, was the princess sister Gwen who had like some Marxist ideas, and then then the movie ended with her, her becoming the queen. Yeah, she uh, becomes now we solved. We solved monarchy solved by having a by having a woman a good monarch. A good queen. Yeah. Well, well. Yay! <laughs> also, fair, Cinderella is a Elizabeth small business Bathory owner. Like was a girl boss when she Cinderella's was... Cinderella's true. dream in the movie is to be a small business owner. I'm not yeah. exaggerating. The prince keeps getting in the way of her dream of becoming a small business owner. <laughs> she was she a small business tyrant. <laughs> That's the central conflict that she doesn't want to become the prince's wife because she wants to have her own small business and she can't the, do that. She goes, so she she, she like she makes dresses and she goes to the ball and then this like queen from another country is like, ah, oh, I'm sailing off and you'll make good dresses, so you have to meet me here at this place at four p.m. and then you can be my personal like stylist. And this is like set up as this whole big thing, and then she just doesn't meet her at four p.m. and I'm not sure what <laughs> happens with that plot line. <laughs> I guess it just works out because then they're like she becomes girlfriend to the king, but they say they don't have labels or to the prince or whatever. Mm. Uh, it's a great movie. Anyway, it's all worth it though because James <laughs> Corden is in it, and there's there's an incredible transformation sequence where James Corden transforms back into a mouse, and it takes like <laughs> five seconds while his head is like still big, but he has a mouse body. I I saw the pictures of that. Um, I'm that sorry, happens. but I just need to. I just need to clarify. So the movie ends with like Cinderella and the prince being in like a oh, really? You know, not into labels. Yes, yes. Complicated yes. kind of thing. Yeah, we're yeah, not into like, labels. We're not gonna label it. And then, and then the label they put on is being in love. <laughs> the label is being in love. Yeah. Facebook, it's complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> but the movie, what the movie actually ends in though, is. It's just an impromptu dance party to let's get loud. Yeah, they just have their Shrek dance party, and I'm like, well, what happened to the queen who wanted you to be a stylist? Like, is that coming back? But it's not mentioned (laughs) again. Um, No, that's just a sign that she's ascending into a new class um, sphere. Yeah, right? So her her dreams of being a small self-made business owner are essentially irrelevant due to that, because she can't help but succeed, because she's in that class now. Mm. Yeah. But I I figured out what the what the actual vibe of the movie is of the, or the plot of the movie is and it's in in my in my high school That's plot more of a vibe. <laughs> yeah. In my high school we used to have plays right like in like in all high school but German high school goes like from grade five to twelve uh, yeah. and 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 the, and the theater groups were like divided by age groups right and the the plays of the like youngest age groups from like years five to seven 
they were all, you know, they were the children's plays, and and they were usually like updated fairy tales. Like that was the vibe. And yeah, yeah, it was very yeah. like student-written pantomime. Yeah, it did yeah, and this movie was like cheaply made. Yeah, and, 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 cheaply made. <laughs> and those and though, but but like those like school plays also always had aspects like oh this is an updated version so in this one she wants to be a business owner like that could have been straight out of that or and they would have like pop songs that were popular five to ten years ago it would yeah. have that in this yeah. movie is exactly that just with a budget and with famous people in it and with when, adults instead of kids me and Robin went to a student written pantomime. Um, that managed to be like very transphobic, and also had like parody Hamilton songs where the lyrics have been changed. It was to be about Snow White. To be about like Snow White. Yeah, it was so much. I like it was just unbelievable. Like, and I I hadn't seen Hamilton. I haven't listened to Hamilton. Um, it was so at that point. So it was like her coming on stage. She didn't really have a character. She was like the was mirror the cool slash guy. the cool yeah. girl. What the fuck was that? And then she was like, she did the like Alexander <laughs> Hamilton rap from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. But changed to be about being a girl boss. But also every single member of the cast was white. And it was something. It was... <laughs> Could they rap? No, no, don't be stupid. Yeah, and then they're like, the ugly sister is played by a man. Do you get it? It's like Shrek. Um, oh, cool. And Just then oh. he wants to kiss Prince Charming, and that's gross. Oh, gay. Ooh. Gay. If I, was, if I was gay, I'd panic. That would be that. Would I would, I'd, have, I'd have a bit of a panic. I'd be like, ooh, this is a justifiable legal defense. Yeah. Um, wow. My homophobia means yeah, I Yeah, it was actually, someone. it was also co written by. Um. <laughs> yeah, put him on blast. Yeah, don't worry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut that bit. But I just need you to know. Um. Anyway, uh, Hogfather. Hogfather, great book. I really like it. Hog, Hogfather. So, so it was a, yeah, it was a boogeyman, a bogeyman. It was a bogeyman. Oh, bogeyman. The bo- it's the bogeyman. The bogeyman. It's the put original one. Put some respect on his name. Mm. That bit, I think that that entire bit, like this entire third bit of the book, was such a tone shift somehow, like from the from it the middle part, suddenly. Yeah. but in a good way. Like it, it suddenly turns into you know what this is like. This entire sequence when they're at the when they're at the uh, tooth fairy's place is like the exact vibe that Neil Gaiman is trying to do a lot. But I think Terry does <laughs> yeah. it kind of there at least as is. good. Yeah, it's very. It seems like he read this and was like, "Oh, what if there were gods?" But like. Um, when people believed in them, and but, yeah. but instead of but instead of this, we put it in I don't know a different country. Yeah. I don't know. I do like that vibe. That's the thing. Oh, me yeah. too. And I still like American Gods. Yeah, yeah I still I still like issues. Coraline, you know. But like, it's it's the oh, yeah, exact like same like fucked up fairy tale fiction. vibe. Mm. It's just a weird dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. So many. I don't know how we how we're gonna format this. We could just talk about it in sections, I suppose. There's yeah. a lot of like, there's little bits. So like, uh, the wizards basically death comes to the wizards where the because uh, the librarian has hung up a stocking, and there's a whole section where he gives the librarian his gift. There's a funny, funny sequence uh, about how the arch chancellor won't give anyone a pencil unless they present him. <laughs> 
with like the stub of their previous pencil, which no one ever has because no one keeps like the stub of a pencil, which is just very <laughs> funny mm-hmm. that it's continually referred to. Um, that's but- that's the joke of a guy who's worked in any office. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He hates bureaucrats so much. There's a lot, there's really a lot of, at, like, I hate middle managers yeah. <laughs> running through this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then uh, Death gets to talk to Hex, and Hex agrees to believe in the Hogfather, but only if Death in the role of the Hogfather gives him uh, a teddy bear and some other stuff. So that's very fun. That's a great And um, there's this line where he's like, all things drive, which is that a quote from something, or is that just like from this because i think about that quote all the time <laughs> yeah it's good i think it just makes me think of sufjan steve i just thinking of um all things grow all things but strive all things, all things, things strive i think it might um, just be he it might, reuses it yeah in it might just be a, oh. yeah he does he he uses it because it's what the um I can't tell you what the context is because it's like the point it just said. sounds like all things strive sounds like a legit philosophical concept you know that's what i'm that's why I'm, yeah. I'm it's just like his idea of like all things trying to do something which also reminds me of um his dark materials where yeah, if you um, but if you google all things tribe all it comes up is terry pratchett stuff so. yeah i know mm. so maybe he did invent it but i think about it a lot so thanks terry you're thanks, you're terry. a cool guy all he things vibe. Thing. well he apparently has seen my house plants <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Some of are them you, are, are you killing them already? Like, okay. No, look how big this one is. Ooh, Ooh it's dripping. Ooh. Okay. Whoops. Robin, can you can you give me a, can you give me another read on that joke, but like make it more like a hack stand-up comedian? Which joke? <laughs> the all things drive one. All things drive. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, no, all I things drive, but you know. People who say that obviously haven't seen my wife at 8 p.m. <laughs> there we go. Right. I thought, I thought you meant. I thought you meant. Why are they always striving? Sufjan joke, and I was like, no, I was thinking about the house. Have you ever seen my house plans thing? But has anyone ever talked about women strivers? Have you noticed how they're really bad at it? White people strive like this, but black people strive like this. <laughs> My wife is going to strive me into an early grave. Um, oh God. <laughs> really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed that Asia Romano thing about how, where she mentioned just like in a throwaway sentence that Louis C.K. was cancelled for not fitting the liberal persona that he was that he was doing in his stand-up which is like very yeah, clear that she has was. never watched a single Louis CK stand-up like he wasn't he did bits about wanting to say the n-word like come on wasn't it wasn't he cancelled for um you know sexual harassment yes you'd think so um. <laughs> not to her it's not like it's not <laughs> People still would have been mad about it if, if like, he'd been more... A shitty guy on the outside. Yeah. But that was, like, his his bit. Like, all of his bits were about, like, how he's a pervert. and (laughs) I'm a fail guy. How how much he jacks off. And then he gets cancelled for jacking off in front of people. So, like, it's... I don't know. It's not so much a betrayal of a persona. (laughs) 
Well, I think actually uh, she does have a point here and um, sexually harassing your co-workers is indeed the same thing as getting a divorce. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> Stupid John know. Mulaney <laughs> shit. I, <laughs> it's, I, I'm sick of the discourse. Yeah. Um, Hogfather. Okay, I'm not going to even ask her. It sounds, it sounds stupid. It's not worth it's it. It's stupid. very stupid. It's not even interesting. Um, where are we? Yeah, so... Uh, nurse Ratchet let, was a So they're talking boss. to... Yeah, so they talk to Hex, and so that bit's sort of like... We, we figure out, you know, the wizards get to, get to talk about it and whatever. We see that the senior wrangler, who is canonically the most horny wizard... Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every single book, he's the horny one. Wait until Last Continent, you'll see what I mean. And um, <laughs> uh, he's trying to court the cheerful fairy. Um, so uh, good luck to him. Uh, because meanwhile, Susan and the oh God of Hangovers have gotten into the tower, which is now, you know, it's now a horror movie being in the in the scary tower. Yeah. Um, which is in, you know, it's in a child's drawing, etc. I don't know if uh, there's some connection between that. But yeah. something 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 weird keeps happening. Uh you know, Banjo, first of all, Banjo kills the locksmith because he can't get the door open and tea time tells him to. And then people keep getting like murdered by their childhood fears. <laughs> uh <laughs> weird how that happens. Mm-hmm. Which I what if, think is very What if cool. childhood fear but fucked up? What if like Yeah. Unlike but... childhood fear but good. Yeah. Mm. What if it was like, what if you were a girl and you were like, I wish I had a better mother who was nicer to me. And then you went into like a little room and you came and there was a better mother, but she had fucked up buttons for eyes. And she was like, you can stay here forever, but yeah, I need to sew buttons into your, into your eyes. Mm. That would be, I mean, if that was the story, I feel like it would be taking something from this one. Yeah. What, exactly did you say? what if you had a bad mother and, um, she was very religious, and then you got psychokinetic powers, and then you killed everyone in the end. That, that would be based. Like, that would be really cool, actually. Based in uh, team pills. That would be a girl boss. The, the bit about about the guy that cuts off your thumb. Yeah, the scissor man. Yeah. Just, yeah, the scissor guy did not like that. I just, I just want oh. you to, I just want you to look at the YouTube thumbnail for this video. I'm gonna send it in Discord. Okay. What is the what is this ah. video? <laughs> oh fuck yeah. The Struvel Everyone knows about Struvel Peter. The Geschichte vom Damenlutscher. He's got the freaky the freaky fingers Struvel Peter is like. That's that's real German culture. He's inventing like various like extremely gruesome things to tell children. Yeah. German culture's just inventing horrible guys. I feel like I'm the last. That's like all fairy tales, right? They're all just fucking German. Yeah, but like in the last like in the last like ten years, Strobelpeter. I feel like I feel like Strobelpeter and Max and Moritz have like finally been cancelled. For probably for good, like because because like when when we were kids, our grandma was. Well, I'm gonna go on Struel Peter's Wikipedia and I'm gonna go down to allegations. There's some genuinely uh, racist bits in them. Wait, uh, so now they don't sell them in bookshops anymore for kids. Oh, is it um, like yeah. the woe begotten Turk must have his thumb chopped off or something? Struel Peter said the N word, yeah. Yeah, no, the, no there on is. A stream. There is there is a bit <laughs> in Maxwell Moritz where they're like they like, like go a through a chimney mm-hmm. and then they 
Oh no, it wasn't. It, it wasn't they go through a chimney. It was the guys. It was in a boat. Yeah, it was on on the streaming. It was a. It was a. It was a guys that they made a. They made their teacher's pipe blow up, and then his face gets mm-hmm. black, and then the commentary is you know, uh, alludes to alludes to what what ethnicity he looks like. Uh, which is thank uh, goodness I didn't read any racist comics as a child, and <laughs> I just read Asterix and Tintin. <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not mentioning that Tintin was racist. I have a moratorium on mentioning that Tintin is racist because we yeah. mentioned it at least four times in and previous now, episodes. There's a whole other podcast for that now. It was so bad that Janos had to create an entire Tintin podcast just so that they could talk about the fact that Tintin was racist. Every time there's a black person in Tintin, in, not Tintin, in um, Asterix. It's just like a racist caricature. Yeah, and they're just mm-hmm. walking around like, and I'm like, cool. Yeah, <laughs> okay. they have, they have a funny they have a very funny comic where they go to America and um, there's there's some there's some funny oh, individuals God. over there. Oh wow, yes. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one as well now. <laughs> I want to talk about R. Crumb, creator of Fritz the Cat, what the uh, fuck? and also like... an incredibly racist. Uh, <laughs> Are we, t- are we so we think the French might be racist? There might be racism in France. <laughs> yeah, there might be something going on in French and Belgium. What I wonder what these two countries have in common. I know the language. It's that. It's that. That. That's what it must have been. <laughs> thank good. The uh, thank God for the northern part of Belgium not being racist because yeah. they don't speak French. There's a, there's an R. Crumb comic have a series. Nice Christmas tradition. There's an R. Crumb comic series about a black woman that's name is so racist that I don't want to say it. Um, <laughs> that was like supposed to be satire, but it's also like the worst thing you've ever seen in your entire life. So it's like, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's satire, my guy. Um, <laughs> ah. Oh. oh. Oh, it's bad. It's so bad. It's so unbelievably bad. Um, so you don't even need to be French. You can just be an American guy and still be the worst. Mm. What we're today America? is that be- anyone can be racist. Culture, you know, German children were sub uh, were subjected to the stories of, to the Struvel Peter book that had stories of the guy who cuts your thumbs off with a big scissor. Uh, if the, the the stories of there's there's one story about like a girl who doesn't want to eat her soup, so she gets like really thin and dies in like four days because she doesn't eat her soup. I remember we so had that's... a we had a picture book about um, a princess who was like, she was, oh, she she was like spoiled rotten and uh, got mad about everything and she ended up being eaten by a crocodile. Well, that was fun. That's pretty good. It was, it was good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Anyway, yeah. So they're getting killed by their childhood fears, which include a scary a scary wardrobe, fear of the dark after being locked in a basement. Um, yeah. It's a very sort of sad backstories going on here, and in one case, their mother, um, but like a scary version, um, scarier version, scarier version of their mother. Um, I can't believe Robert Crumb's still alive. Is he? Yeah. I didn't know that. He seems like he should have died in like the seventies. No, because he was why. he was active in the seventies. I thought he might have died in like the nineties, but. Yeah. Um, I like if you I guys, really... if you guys were going to get killed by your childhood fears, Chaz, we've already established that yours was yeah. ET. Yeah. Um, what would get? To oh, did I, I, I? Did I ever talk about my childhood fear? It was a moving statue. Oh, like in Doctor no. Who. No, like in Neil Sorgerson. 
Have you have you never? Yeah, but but it was it, it was it was weirdly it was so so at at my grandparents' old place they don't live there anymore. But at their old place there used to be, like in the, it's like this really old Hungarian building from like well not that old but it's like from the nineteenth century uh, building in Budapest, which is old for Buda for for like central Budapest standards. Uh, it's like this old it was like this old dusty building, and there's like this at this ground floor there was like this one statue. And I just used to have nightmares about that statue being like moving and like coming after me in my nightmares. Mm-hmm. And then I watched the cartoon Nils Holgersen, which is like this Danish or Norse Norwegian cartoon about like a boy who's flying on a bird. And that had an episode where there was a running statue. And that really scared me because it's like my nightmare genuinely came true in, in like a cartoon. Like they saw my nightmare. And then whenever when Doctor Who came out and everyone was like, "Oh, I didn't, I, I, I never knew I could be terrified of a statue," I was you were like, like, "I did." Come on. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> have that book series called The Fly by Night, which was like about like a fucked up cat with a guy with mm-hmm. goggles, and mm-hmm. it takes you away. <laughs> that used to scare me. <laughs> yeah, that was fucked up. That was very scary. Yeah, spooky. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a childhood fear, George? Um, I've tried to guess about all of my life prior to the age of 16, so, um, the one I can remember is I used to often, like, lie awake at night, hearing the washing machine downstairs, Mm. for some reason, and, um, like, just worrying about my parents dying for some reason. (laughs) So it was more, it was a very generalised existential dread. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, it's cool. Yeah, I was afraid of the boiler at my grandma's house because it was very noisy and it was in the bedroom. And I was like, Dan, something in there. <laughs> <laughs> something inside it. <laughs> oh, also bogeyman um, coming out the wall. Yeah, we don't fungus have the, no... Fungus bit, the yeah. bogeyman. Yeah. Uh, but he's cool. He's nice. I guess, I guess my other childhood fear was like the girl from The Ring. Um, That's less of a... I, <laughs> she's just scary. I, I've never seen the movie. I just it, it saw the trailers and like the posters, and I was really terrified mm. of that. I've never seen it, but oh, I was but, afraid of the bit in Brothers Grimm where her face comes off. I didn't like oh, that's, faces. Yeah, that's un- no, that was uncomfortable. Off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't like. You hate the movie Face Off. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't watch that movie. I was yeah. like, if there's a face coming off in it, I am not pressing play. I was afraid of um, my childhood fear is John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. That's scary. I mean, John Travolta, fairly scary. He's scary, yeah. He's a scary guy. When he says Adele yeah. Nazim. Adele Nazim. <laughs> Adele Nazim. Robin, what was yours? Did you have one? Um, spiders, but that's still very much... Okay, so I just had all the fears then and everyone else was like... Oh, no, I, guess no, I mean, I had... And I was like, I was I afraid had of everything. One. I, I had... talked for 10 minutes about my statue. Okay. I yeah, had yeah. more, so I like... I didn't... I didn't like the dark very much. I used to sleep with my door open. Um, but it meant that I never used to sleep because I was convinced that I would see somebody come through the door. Mm, um, yeah. But I had to see it. Yeah. But also, if I did, like, it, it was this whole thing. It was, I yeah, don't have no, any very I know interesting fears. <laughs> well, it's sort of, you know, scary. My other childhood fear, and this is going to be, it's going to start out as you're all going to boo me. But like when I was very young child, I was terrified of clowns. 
which I know it's I know no, now it's a common enough. thing, but back then I thought I was the only one. Like I thought that's like a really weird I, fear. I was uncomfortable around clowns, but that's because they always like try and like make you like take part, and I found that extremely embarrassing. Yeah, so I just, I just found clowns really awkward and embarrassing. So I wanted them to go away. <laughs> but I, I but I then overcompensated, and then like we used to go to the circus fairly regularly while I was still living in Budapest, and then I was always telling everyone that the clowns are my favorite bit. I can't wait for the clowns because I was like, I wanted to, I, love I wanted to overcompensate my my fear of them so much. I went to the circus, I saw the clown, and I wasn't afraid of it. I was like, I'm not afraid of that clown. <laughs> that was my experience at the circus. I was like, I love that clown, and I'm yeah. definitely not afraid of it. I am I mean, afraid I, of no clown. I did, I did get to a point where I genuinely thought that clowns in, in the circus are the funniest shit. I was like, the acrobats are great, you know, very impressive that they can stay in the air, but I would rather see more of the clown. Yeah. To, the, to the Janos, the... Uh, Everyone else's nose is a not red. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, yeah, so spooky spooky stuff is happening in Hogfather. Yeah. Uh, you know, bad stuff is happening to all the guys, and Susan's like, huh, that's kind of fucked up. I wonder what that's about. There's all these like shadows that are coming out of the walls on the on the in the place. Eventually they all get got. Um, apart from tea time, who it can't seem to touch, and he says it's because he's in touch with his inner child, and he's got the brain of a of a child, uh, so it can't really. He's not afraid of anything, and it it can't get he's him. Such a sicko. He's just twisted, um, <laughs> and it can't really get Susan, or it's not going for Susan because it knows she's not a threat. Um, but they have a fight, and um, he falls off the balcony. And lands on the big pile of teeth, which they've gathered to control the children. They do it by the teeth. I don't know if I mentioned that, but there's yeah, a big was, pile of teeth. Yeah, when you guys were like, hey, can you predict what's going to happen next? Teeth. No. How no. on earth would I have predicted that they were using sympathetic magic to channel a pile of children's teeth <laughs> that were harvested by a bogeyman? I said it was to kill it's Santa, like, like that. Is, that's I mean, they genuinely do. one of my favorite Terry plots. Like, it's just so contrived. Well, because they, they have a bit at the beginning where Wrigley's like, oh, I've got a pot in the bathroom for my toenails because you can control people if you've got, like, a tooth or a toenail or something. Yeah. They, they yeah. do it a bit better in the TV series where it feels a bit more significant um, as seeding goes, but then also mm. they reveal the teeth pretty early on. So. Yeah, I think I think Terry probably is just relying on the fact that it is, like, a fairly, like, a like well-known folkloric tradition about magic. Yeah, sympathetic magic. So it's using... also a good twist. Like... I was also I, I was also gonna I was gonna say this last episode, but I didn't want to spoil it for Robin. I was like, every time there's a teeth mention, I'm like, haha, that's that's setting up the thing. <laughs> yeah, because I mention teeth all the time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so they they're using the to control the children and also adults, so they don't believe in the Hogfather, and so that he basically will stop existing. Um. But luckily, Susan kills Teotime by knocking him down the tower. He's definitely gone now. Forever. He's dead. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> um, and uh, she gets into like the inner sanctum, and in there is like a fucked up bogeyman who's like the oldest bogeyman. And he's then... a creep. He is, but he's cool. <laughs> he's a weirdo. He's a weirdo. He doesn't belong, he doesn't belong here. <laughs> what the fuck you is he doing him? here? You ever seen him not wearing this bogeyman hat? No, that's, that's weird. weird. Yeah, and he says that like, he was the first. He was the first fear. He was humanity's first big primal fear, or like the, the representation is, of their fear. This is kind of what I was going to mention because this is 
was this what they were trying to go th- for with Cherry's storyline in the Watch TV show? Like the dark in the dark kind of thing? No, that's a reference to a thing in Thud. Yeah. Okay, that's going to come up. Um, but I guess it's sort of... I don't know what they were going for because it's very, very <laughs> vaguely based on yeah. a thing in Thud, but it's very yeah. much not that. Um, it's a metaphor it's not for like, both homophobia and acceptance. <laughs> yeah, it's not that in Thud, but it is like called like the dark and there's stuff like to do with the different types of dark. Um, okay. I was going to say, I don't know what they were going for because I'm not sure they knew what they were going for. It's, like, that dark was... is homophobia, but it's also good. <laughs> <laughs> Just embrace it. Embrace it. It makes you be. Yeah, if you if if people are homophobic against you, that means that uh, you can do. You have now superpowers (laughs) that you can do genuine magic with it. It's called self belief. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Powered powered by homophobia. Yeah. Self belief and powered by homophobia. The Duracell bunny, but it's loads of homophobia (laughs) on its back. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's actually slurs, good if like people are being homophobic and transphobic <laughs> against you. You actually want that. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. So it's the first bogeyman, and it's actually all, like, it's the cis people old. who are oppressed because nobody is being transphobic against them, so they can't access the, the transphobia that's power. No, we are being oppressed. That's why I couldn't get a house because I'm I'm a white straight man, the most oppressed person. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> And yeah, so the bogeyman is the oldest bogeyman, and it said that like as time went on, it became really like attached to children and wanted to keep them safe. So that's why it started taking the teeth, so that people couldn't do sympathetic magic with them, um, and to keep them safe. Uh, and it and now it's also a landlord. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this well, bogeyman has a very normal, a very normal relationship to children. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't really sure what his deal was. Being likes him, yeah. I don't think he's supposed to be Nancy. Yeah. No. (laughs) Susan's Susan's just like, damn. I I don't know if I feel sorry for it or want to step on it. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) He's he's Uh, just a little creature. Yeah. So it it took the teeth so it could keep them safe and um, got all the money from behind the sofa and invested in real estate and now it's got loads of money. (laughs) It worked its way up and. yeah, and that's why the Tooth Fairy exists because you know the Boogeyman wanted to keep them, wanted to keep the kids safe, and then obviously they came and stole the teeth and it, and all the energy it put into like freaking them out using their childhood fears is kind of taken its toll, and so it dies and disappears. Um, and a very cool scene because it sort of you know it ties into the rest of the stuff about belief and yeah. being a human and concepts and fear and stuff. Yeah, and this and childhood, like... which is the main one of the big themes. Yeah, the child mm. brain mm. The connection. It sort of connects like modernity to. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the... I like the stuff about the sort of primal dark fears. Yeah, yeah. Change, changing relationship to the natural world and your own mind as a result of it. It's an interesting mm-hmm. way to go. Well, it says that kids are the only place where that sort of old sort of instinctive fear remains because as Mm. you're an adult you sort of train yourself out of being afraid of it but as a child like all that automatic fear stays present actually i'm I'm a small bean who has anxiety (laughs) (laughs) i think that's not true i'm actually a 23 year old minor so i'm a 25 year old (laughs) child (laughs) wait people no (laughs) people are people saying that no no it's just a joke (laughs) 
Just it's a great, it. great in Star Kids twisted where it's Aladdin and his whole thing is that he's like, ah, oh, I was orphaned at 33 and now I'm what's a 33 year old kid to do? Which I think about all the time. That is a good joke. It's good. Twisted is a pretty good musical, probably. I don't know, it's got issues. Um I do like about this bit that that like the entire concept of the entire crux of the book is Terry being like Tooth Fairy? That's kind. It's kind of weird that that people do that. <laughs> Isn't it kind Money of weird for that teeth. Like someone who takes teeth, but why? Has anyone ever considered why does the why does the fairy take what teeth? What happens to the why? teeth? Ask not for whom the f- tooth fairies. <laughs> it's for fairies for you. Um, there is you. There is Violet, and she's like you know she's annoying. This yeah. this line about how horrid. Is a word that like women use so that men think they're <laughs> fragile. Has is something that has literally stayed with me my entire life. It's so funny though because I do love Susan like thinking that and then being like, it's probably not very feminist for me to think that, but it is true. <laughs> but it is true. <laughs> Susan is great. Susan's just like me. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Susan, Susan is Cruella. Yeah. Reading reading these book series is like a um like a mining deep into. But partly me, but mostly Chaz's psyche. Yeah. <laughs> the building blocks of. Yeah, you're learning a lot thing. about me, but yeah, meeting, <laughs> meeting Susan just like unlocks your understanding of Chaz. Like that's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she really seems like like one of the founding stones of it's what true. made you. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's true. It was Susan, and I swear that there's again another Philip Pullman. I think I sort of conflate them, but there's like another Philip Pullman book, um, kids book, where I think because he always has a character who's a woman who's like very tough and can fire a gun, but is also like very smart. Mm. And um, I think in one of the books, which was the the haunting, it's the one with the head. Fuck, what was it called? It was set in Germany or something. Um, but there was a woman there who's a school teacher, and she was like, "Never say horrid. It always say horrible, because that's what." what stupid women say and I was like damn so true I'm going to internalise this <laughs> I will always be very precise in my language <laughs> uh, yeah I, so funny I, I, I mean, I w- even Bilius is like damn I want to fuck this woman yeah <laughs> yeah that comes out of nowhere that's one of Tess Terry's classic his two characters they're having a romance now. Yeah, but this is, a, this is this is a great twist on the Terry form on the uh, on the Terry romance formula. Where in this one, it's just like two pathetic people. Like let them yeah. fall in love. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. She's not. She's not even mean. Like, what's the point? Yeah. Even Terry's like, I don't get why I'm doing this when she's not even mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, yeah, they just kind of. She just kind of turns. Well, she doesn't turn up. She's been mentioned, but. They quite quickly leave the book afterwards. Yeah. 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 Just like, you, you can just stay here. Stay here. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like she, oh, okay. <laughs> she's like, I'll put Banjo in charge because he's got like the mind of a child, sort of, or he's like mentally a child and mm. he sort of understands it, but he's also not going to take advantage or use it for evil. And I'm going to put Violet and Bilius to like watch him so that he, they can help out, but they're not allowed to like tell him what to do. Yeah. Banjo is in touch with his inner child. Yes, but not mm. but not in the Teotami way. Who she does own by being like, oh, you're that freak kid, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he's, he starts getting... That is, like, the only bit where he's, like, ruffled. He's there, like, yeah. no, 
No, I'm not I'm owned. Not free, I'm, I'm not, not owned. Child. <laughs> I'm cool. Um, yeah, which I really do like the some of the way that Teotami's like evil is like sort of a twisted child evil. Like yeah. it fits into the themes really well mm. and really interestingly. He's just a freak. Um, gonna do um crossover fan fiction about this book, and we need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> oh my god, it's just the same. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so that well, if your concludes child simply this had section. Bad vibes. <laughs> <laughs> what if your child did kill other kids with a crossbow? Yeah. Um, You'd say that's a very inefficient choice of weapon. Yeah, well, it's. I mean, he does a good job. Yeah, he does it very efficiently, though. Um, yeah, so that concludes this section of the book. Um, and now we go to Susan has to save the uh, the Hogfather from the auditors who want, it, want him dead still. And mm. they're like. They're taking a risk by like taking on a physical form and trying to to like run him down. Um so we go through like a psych a psychic a psychic a journey through the psyche of the hog father and people's belief in the hog father through history. Such an insane bit. Um yeah. so like it's very all, good, but So first of all she has to ride him as a pig and he's like the pig that was hunted. And then he like they go over a cliff and then he becomes like Oh, the guy who eats the bean and becomes king and then is sacrificed and then he becomes like a priest and then he becomes like a warrior and oh. then eventually he becomes the hog father. All right. Okay. A lot of that was not clear when I read it. I mean, okay. I, I don't know if it's... It's he's going Because he's talking about how the, the, you know, the sort of older so beliefs are preserved. Different forms. No, no, no. I, I got oh, that. Like, do new jobs. The, the bit where... You know, she's looking at him and then at the bird and then back and he's changing. But he's not changing, it's just different. Yeah, he's seeing all of them at, at the same once. time. No, I got that. It was more the like pig bit. Like the riding on the pig bit. <laughs> Which I liked. It's fun, it's a romp. My opinion of this book is I think slightly lower than everyone else's here. I feel <laughs> I feel judged. Um, you can have your fine. opinions, it's fine. I yeah, just think, I, mean, I, I think... don't know how I don't know how it would make sense to me on a first reading, but this is again like the eleventh time I've read this book, maybe yeah. more. So I, I think this I think this book would really benefit from me rereading it because I think it's good, but mm-hmm. I going back over it, kind of knowing what's going on. <laughs> which... yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see because we're gonna watch the film. Yeah. Mm. So I'm interested in how you'll find that. Yeah, I was just remembering bits from the film as I was reading this, going like, I still like it, even if it isn't like you know, even if it's not the best, I still like it. I think <laughs> not another one of these, <laughs> not another one of these films. Yep. Yeah, yep. Hey, at least it's not soul music. <laughs> this is gonna be God. I was gonna say this is the last one, but then I remember going postal still exists. Postal, so that's yeah. like that's still hanging up over our oh, heads. Oh, and. and- you know, maybe the amazing Maurice at some point. Oh God, yeah. Maybe the watch gets a second season. <laughs> not, not gonna happen. <laughs> but I don't know. To me, like when I, I, I did really love this on a on a reread. Like I, I had, I might if if we did rankings of the book, I might put this at, at number one. Like I, the, I genuinely love this book a lot. It's brilliant encapsulation of what I love about Terry Pratchett in a lot of ways uh, and about Discord mm. books but 
I also remember when, when when I read it the first time, like even the first time, I was just like really engrossed by how bizarre the plot is or how right yeah because 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 like the idea from the book cover is oh this is a christmas book fine but it goes it goes a lot of lengths that you didn't you wouldn't expect from yeah like, terry pratchett's christmas <laughs> it's not book, a you know? normal christmas book. kind of not really that much of a christmas book. yeah or that. Um, i think it is it is. I mean, you go through every single Christmas Carol and go like, "Lol." <laughs> well, Christmas Carol. I love this bit with the beggars, where they uh, yeah. they swap the beggars' boots and and dirt for the for the fancy people meal, and the fancy people at the, rest, at the restaurant they just cook the boots. And that's so fucking good. Like that's such an ins- that's that's an insanely good bit where like the fancy cooks are like, "All right." We're cooking. We're cooking boots. We're cooking dirt. The coffee <laughs> just put in mud. They won't know. There's an incredible. They haven't bo- noticed up till now. Yeah, it's it's not food, like, it's they're cuisine. here for the vibe. The, yeah. the yeah. thing that the thing that propels it a bit to genius is that when they're like, when one of the servants is like, so what about the coffee? And then the then the cook is like, mud. Just put it in there. And then, then then the servants like, or the other the other cook is like. But but they will notice, and then the reply is, they haven't noticed so far. He said with a grim look, and it's like the, 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 the bit of like him saying it with a grim look in his face, with like this determined look, is just like this is a, well, it sounds like it's like this century long well kept secret that coffee is just mud, <laughs> which I can really relate to. <laughs> It is funny to think of like the chefs that like the head chef being kind of like a sort of grizzly army captain in this scene, yeah. just feeling really like my time to shine. Yeah, <laughs> finally really a cool. challenge. Yeah, no, I did really like that bit. See that bit, I knew what was happening. Two thumbs <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, so they ride the pig. Well, Susan rides the pig, and she has to do it because otherwise the sun won't come up. Um, and eventually she helps him. They defeat the auditors. Death does a cool thing where he's in a snowman and then he appears and is like, ha ha ha, have you been naughty or nice? I'm in, I'm in the snowman. And, um, <laughs> they knock the, word what he says. Yeah. And they knock the auditors who are in the form of dogs into like a ravine. Um, and they basically rescue the, rescue the hog father. He gets back into his, um, into his sleigh and he rides off and they're like hooray we saved the day and Susan was like damn did you know I was gonna fucking survive that and Death was like yeah <laughs> I was pretty confident that's classic granddad um, behaviour though yeah and she's I mean, like okay Susan and, listen Susan and Death's relationship is like maybe my favourite character relationship in, it is so in Discworld it's just it's just perfect like I'm it made me really excited to get to Thief of Time because that there's more. Yeah, of I was that gonna say, there. Robin, if you find this confusing, Thief of Time is an insane book. <laughs> yeah, this book genuinely made me like thinks and several pl- places. Oh man, I can't wait for Thief of Time. Like, I'm just really excited to see how much more complicated it can get. <laughs> I mean, I I like. I'm not entirely sure what it is about this one that I found that complicated, and I think I don't know. Smoke DMT and read it again, and then you'll you'll have the idea of what <laughs> Thief of Time is like. Okay. Yeah. And then I'll be addicted to DMT, so... Yeah, you'll love it. It's not... Um, is it, I don't know if it's addictive. Maybe it is. You can get get, get addicted to anything if you try hard enough. 
I've never, I've never done DMT, so I don't know. Mm. Don't menstrual tension. Um. <laughs> Diving medical technician. Yeah. Um, yeah. Double and, mini and... trampoline. <laughs> and Susan's like, but would the sun have risen? The sun would have risen though. Like if I hadn't done this, like the sun would have risen. And then Dad's like, well, no, like a, a star of gas would have like you know gone up in the air and shit but so the true. sun wouldn't have risen <laughs> he does a neil degrasse tyson bit <laughs> and uh and susan's like okay so that's because she's so tired at this point she's like that fucking what explain any please and he's like well if people didn't believe in the hog father then you know kids need to believe in things so that humans have the concept of belief so they can believe in like you know other concepts like justice and, and hope and shit and she's like that's not the same it's like no 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 <laughs> Uh, uh, and he's like yeah the auditors they just want to get rid of all sort of human interestingness Um, so he takes her back to to the house and she's like damn I gotta invite him in because that's the polite thing to do so she invites him in for Coco Um, and then tea time is there and he's hanging out being twisted (laughs) see he got resurrected by the by the wizards sort of um well, no, Rid they, Cully held him upside Rid down, Rid him upside a down and shook him and he came back to life. Pats on the back. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good. Uh, I love Rid Cully so much. I love his, his just like ruddiness. Yeah. 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 I am obsessed with Rid Cully. <laughs> He's so good. Um, so Tea Time comes back to life and then uh, he's he's in the house and he's like, bring the kids in. It's time to get twisted. I've got Death's sword. I'm going to see if it can kill Death. Um, I'm a crazy guy. I'm gonna become the Joker. He says, "Yeah, I'm gonna do some fucked up shit." And then he like he brings the kids in, and the kids are like, "We're you're very scary, and we don't like you." And he's like, "Yeah, but what about that guy? He's a skeleton." And they're like, "Yeah, he's just like bone guy. He's just bones. <laughs> yeah, he's not even going woo woo. He's just like the, hanging out. He's eating like, a biscuit." <laughs> Neighbor lady promised me to to show a real skull. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's good though. I think it, it's like a nice. Uh, Terry's really good at writing kids. I think it's so yeah. good. Just, the dialogue, yeah. the dialogue yeah. of the child reads like so natural. Mm. He's like, he's eating a bit it. So it's like biscuit. Say biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I know we might die, but <laughs> come Say on, biscuit correctly. Uh, yeah, and they're like, you know, there's a lot of threat, and it's like he's gonna hit death with the death sword. But then Susan gets the poker, and she like throws it. And it goes through death, and then hits him and kills him with the poker. And the kids are like, "Well, you know, kills monsters." So, <laughs> uh, owned, owned. So she just fucking kills this guy in front of these kids. And yeah. She's like, will will these kids be traumatized? And he's like, they knew what he was. <laughs> yeah. He like Im- she impales him, and then death like cuts him up with the sword i don't think he cuts them up i think he he reaps them doesn't yeah. he with the sword yes mm. he does yeah. so he like she dies and he immediately like a whoop and his soul's out um and uh yeah he you know he vanishes and etc and uh so that's good and then they he solved says, it to, and he... to me the afterlife is the normal life <laughs> <laughs> And Death's like, are you sure? Were you sure that the poker was going to go through me? And she's like, I was pretty, you know, pretty confident. <laughs> that bit is, that bit is so little, good. I love, I love how much, like, how much of like Death and Susan's relationship is like unspoken. Like, it's, yeah. they're they're yeah. both people Subtext. who are like, yeah, it's also 
it, it's just it's just that they're, they're both like people who are like not very good at showing like affection or emotion and they like don't even really know if they're like but but like death is still like susan's only family that's left yeah. um but he's like weird and he's a bone man that <laughs> is the his you know his 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 the concept of death so it's like this <laughs> it, I, I love how much of it is is like this this understated thing where they're like i don't know it's it just really speaks to me no it is really sweet i love i do love the mm. bit where susan realizes that like because tea time when they meet in the tower he's there like oh so i i expect death sent you yeah and she's like no wait oh fuck <laughs> but like he has she's to like, Duh, i got reverse psychology <laughs> what's, yeah. what's great about this is that it's like death had to do it this way because this way the auditors can't like pin him on uh on like yeah. involving or like instructing a human to do something because he technically didn't. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they have to they have to go by the rules. They're like, damn, we can't fucking get him for this because yeah. he didn't do it. He's clever. Yeah. But they also Did... break the rules themselves. Yeah. Because mm. yeah. Susan... makes you think. It does make Susan... you think. Yeah. Susan's like, how do you even know who I am? And he's like, well, I mean, we had to memorize Twerp's Peerage when we were in, in assassin <laughs> school. And your, your father was known. He went a long way very fast. Um, and also their, their family motto is don't fear the reaper in life. Yes. Like, don't be. <laughs> yeah. So great Blue Oyster Cult reference. Thank you, Terry. Um, <laughs> Giving Chaz another opportunity to use Blue Oyster Cult as the outro music. Yeah, again, wow. Less cowbell. Less cowbell. <laughs> I've I've never seen that sketch. It's pre- it's not bad. It's pretty good. It's it's pretty it's pretty funny. It's SNL, um, but it has Christopher Walken in it, and he's he he really stars it. Like that's if it didn't have Christopher Walken, it wouldn't be funny. Or if it had I like think I think the fact that it's very obscure is very funny. Like, yeah, they were just like let's talk about. Lewis the cults don't fear the reaper and the fact that the the cowbell's quite loud in the mix. <laughs> That's a pretty really esoteric concept for a for a sketch. It's a good concept for a sketch. Like SNL is not good, but they every once in a while they accidentally come That's, up with a funny yeah. concept. I yeah. mean if you if you churn out that many episodes yeah. like that Probably long something, something yeah. The one, the one I will always that 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 I'm like still astonished how good it is is the one where like Kylo Ren is doing an undercover boss thing that's like <laughs> weirdly good for how yeah. much of a bad concept it seems like. Right. I also I I well, do I think like I saw that um. One. It's pretty good actually. Yeah. I do like what uh what happened to Tonya. <laughs> What's really wrong good. with Tonya? Tonya. <laughs> I am always thinking about that, not just yeah. because she's a character in Heartspell. But um yeah. mm-hmm. I it's pretty good. I think constantly about Childish Gambino, um Barbie car crash one. Mm. Um I think about the high school theatre productions and the like black boxes. Yeah. True. Very true. So true. Drugs. We're an SNL podcast. Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so that happens. So that happened. And um, <laughs> and where am I, where are we? So that's sort of the end of the book. Really, we get some you know some final some final bits. Uh, they save the day, and then Death goes and buys the the horse that Albert always wanted as a child that that couldn't get. 
Um, so in the end, it was Death who bought the horse, which I think is funny. Creating a creating a timeline. Um, Rickley. Rickley goes into the bathroom and then uh, the that librarian starts playing the organ and then there's some sort of weird organ uh, bathroom connection that he turns on that does something terrible to him <laughs> so he gets the bathroom boarded up again. Um, but Modo the dwarf doesn't put the nails in too deep because he knows what they're like. He knows he's going to have to take the boards off again <laughs> at some point. He doesn't presume, but he knows them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I like I like the last little last little bit of bloody stupid Johnson content. Yeah, yeah, fine. yeah, and they they hang out and they do a little "God bless us, everyone" bit, and you know, it's nice. Oh, so they're at the, they're at the fancy restaurant. They're eating the yeah. food. They're like, damn, this tastes kind of like this boots. Tastes, <laughs> this tastes like the boots of mud that we're normally eating. <laughs> <laughs> Great uh, bit. It's a, it's a good bit. Yeah, yeah, and that's the end of the book. And they the hog fathered. <laughs> Hogfathered. Oh, hogfather. Totally hogfathered. Great book. I hope, I hope you I like hogs it. liked the father. What what are the themes of this? What's the what are we supposed to take out of this? I guess belief Family. Is good. Belief. It's good too. Uh, humans need to believe things in order to be human. Yeah. Um, Christmas. Which is a process that starts in childhood with simplistic things and then becomes more extensive and complicated as you become an adult but you never really stop believing in abstract concepts mm-hmm. with a sort of religious fervor i guess i do i do really like the bit about the sun Ideology. coming up yeah <laughs> i i think the bit about the sun coming up is quite clever like it's a it's a good way to put into words that like the all natural processes need like kind of a narrativization right like when when we mm. say the sun comes up that's like our way of like you know, you're not going to ta- do like Neil deGrasse Tyson talk where you're like, mm, the globe has turned, the globe has turned uh, 16 degrees so that we now see the sun. <laughs> like, yeah. I wish to convey my greetings to you on this arbitrary point of the uh, existence where the sun has risen above the horizon in our particular locality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, I like the idea of, like, again, like George said before about the evolution of beliefs, which yeah. is about, like, you know, solstice mm. stuff and then weird, like, yeah. other religious stuff and pagan beliefs and then eventually it becomes something else. I, I do, cool. yeah, the old gods do new jobs thing, I think, is... Yeah, yeah. old gods do new jobs. Mm. I don't know, I'm, I just sometimes will... get a job putting the bins out. <laughs> <laughs> God, you used to be hard in my day. <laughs> God used to fucking set right, fire to right city. Easy as that. Just for a bit of sodomy. Now, we've got old bars for it. <laughs> <laughs> Love God. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> just, just sounding like hey, a Westboro Baptist church sign. <laughs> God, Love God, God ain't sodomy simple as. Can you imagine if the Westboro Baptist church would cock me? That'd be amazing. <laughs> They'd have so much power. Yeah. <laughs> I've got eight the gays. Simply, <laughs> don't like it. There's the door. <laughs> don't like it. There's the door to hell. Yeah, <laughs> they're a funny bunch, aren't they? Yeah, no. Great stuff. I I just I just think the vibes are so good in this book, like all over. Like there's, yeah. it, it's it's not as you know, because like 
Masquerade, which like uh, is probably I think Masquerade is still like the most successful in like doing a good plot coherently and also like keeping up keeping up the momentum and having like like a coherent atmosphere and and and, and stuff and this one isn't as coherent but all the distinct different vibes it has are all like individually really good and I think I think it worked together pretty well mm. like the the silly wizard stuff is is a very different vibe than the like but it needs fucked it, up fairy tales tale stuff but it's it's a good balance yeah yeah i think cuz if you just had the um tea time and season plot yeah. lines i think it would get a bit sad maybe <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, he he also he just loves jokes. He loves yeah. jokes. He's having a laugh. He wants to talk about. He wants to have fun, funny guys. He's like, what if there was a god of hangover? Yeah. What if the fairy was cheerful but was sad? <laughs> Senior Wrangler does not get to fuck because <laughs> they all stop existing when when the belief goes back to going god, to the. God, I, I forgot. Speaking of the wizards, there's there's some some more great bits about the dean being the fucking worst. Where, where yeah. he like gets the bursar a, a present that is just a box to store dried frog pills because he <laughs> loves taking dried frog pills, right? And it wasn't. He loves it. Well, the box was off, so it was technically under one dollar. But I put your frog pills in. I took them from the chef, so it's technically worth more than one dollar. So you need to appreciate <laughs> it. And then when when the bursar is like dissociating again the dean is like oh now my present is gonna come in really well it's great that you have this box for dried frog, frog pills yeah there's some there's a sort of some suggestion that they're probably like causing more harm than they are yeah. doing good yeah yeah <laughs> it, he's, there's like a in there's a scene like when they're sitting down to eat their dinner i and, love this bit. and the, the the bursa is like sort of sort of slowly return to reality mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> And he's sort of very, very, still very delicate. And then um, tea time just like pops into existence and falls into his plate. God. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I think one of the others, like chicken wire or whatever, fell out of his wardrobe dead like yeah. earlier. <laughs> <laughs> this might have been a last section, but like incredible bit in this regard also when they're like, uh, well, the dried frog pills can't be addictive, right? Like there's no way the bursa would take them Keep if taking they were. Them. Yeah. He would never take anything addictive. Yeah, the senior angler says that, I think. That was very funny. Like, why would you keep taking something addictive? If it's addictive, you would stop taking it, because that would be bad. (laughs) It would be very good. Neil Breen voice, it would be morally bad to take something that's addictive. It's morally bad to be addicted to anything. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. True. (laughs) You can't take drugs. I'm on drugs. That's the kind of thing he'd say. <laughs> yeah, I'm on drugs. You want to take some drugs? They're I'm, drugs. I'm Neil Green. They're bad, for, <laughs> but they're bad for you. <laughs> they're bad for you. Yes, this is great. Stop um, taking great pills. Content. Great, ta- great content. I didn't mm. realize I was I was in the throw of pills, but now I've become good, and I no longer need the pills. Mm. Um, now I will peck you on the mouth, Neil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chaste, right? chaste kiss. I do like the idea of like tea time being a fucked up child to fit into like the rest of it because there's a lot of yeah. stuff in here about how kids are like, I don't know. I guess like id, like they do a lot of evil shit mm. uh, all the time, or mm. can be really unpleasant because they don't have the sort of 
you know, the mature brains and tea times like a child that never really learned what was what was right and wrong, so sees people as like not really people or not really important. Yeah. You might always um, say that evil is treating people as things. Mm. Oh wow, you'd have to be really clever Fuck. to come up with that. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. And it is a good it is a good like judgment on what kids are like, like in a way, you know, when when like just like children can be so much meaner than yeah. like than like older kids or grown ups because they have like no filter and and then at the mm. same time Terry also has this bit about like oh children see things as they are like they can see they see death as as death and not like they don't have the filter that makes them see. That that blocks their brain out. They different. don't have the the literal like I do not see it emoji. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. looking away. <laughs> they don't have the the thing in um, Black Mirror that lets you block yeah. people in real life. <laughs> yeah, but then at the same time, that also comes back with like they don't have the robot bees in Black Mirror that, that get hacked and go into your brain and you die. <laughs> if they don't have that, that's they true. Don't have that. <laughs> wow, what if what if this was real? It's just like real life. Yeah, <laughs> such an astute prediction of real life. What if? They don't have, they don't have the thing where like, isn't it fucked up if you could have sex in VR? I guess. Yeah. What if you, what they if didn't you have? What if you VR? could suck off your friend in Street Fighter? <laughs> <laughs> Just playing GTA Online and now I'm gay. It's true. It happened to. It happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's happened to my mate Steve. <laughs> it's happened to my cousin Greg. <laughs> but but yeah, it's 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 great how the like what what Chess said like the tea time stuff and also the death stuff like ties together like they can see death as death, but then there's also the bit where Susan's like oh the kids know what what who the real monster is and it's tea time like that's 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 some great oh the the, the doctor in Frankenstein is the real monster <laughs> stuff yeah so true so true. Um, also, the, one of the kids keeps the eyeball, like the glass yeah. eye, and it says it's a marble that spins differently from the other marbles. And always wins the games. Yeah. It's fun. I really liked that detail. It's fucked yeah. up, but it's great. Yeah. It's yeah, a, and, um, a little little creepy sting in the tail, if yeah. you will. Mm. Des like, says to Susan, he's like, oh, you're a governess now. Have you thought about going into, you know, education in a, in a wider sense? So that's a little... Uh, Oh, is that you a know. sneak? Is that a, a little mm. a little hint? A little oh. hint about Susan's next career. It's a little post credit scene. <laughs> yeah. Susan, yeah, I love bad. the bit. Love the bit <laughs> where I like. Okay, like uh, it says the end, and then I flip the next page, and then Iron Man is there. Iron Man, hello. Iron Man. So if people stop believing in Iron Man, then the sun won't rise. <laughs> if people stop believing, believing in Elon it. Musk. If, he, if, people, if, 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 if people stop Iron... believing in Iron Man, then um, independent weapons contractors will suddenly be unable <laughs> to sell weapons to yeah, which other is countries. Really sad. If my Iron Man Funko Pop doesn't fuck my wife once a year, the sun won't rise. <laughs> That's true. It happens on the solstice. It's the shortest night. Um, yeah. Any any more notes, friends? Uh, it's a good book. Um, two I, thumbs up I like it a lot I would have more to say but I read it yesterday and therefore can't remember anything <laughs> yeah so don't know what happened um, there was a bit where um, 
that I thought was funny when Medium Dave is talking to um Katsai? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Katsai and he's like, um they're looking at the deeds and he's like, Oh, we could take all this money and he's like, What are the we don't want paper though? And Medium Dave's like, They're they're fucking deed titles, they're worth more than money, they're like worth a bunch of money. Katsai's like, I don't see how paper is worth anything. <laughs> and Medium it says Medium Dave was all for class solidarity, but found Katsai really fucking annoying. <laughs> 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 so true. <laughs> yeah, Ter- Terry's weirdly likes this. Um, it's, it's, he kind of likes Medium Dave. It's I like, think he does. Yeah. This guy, yeah. this guy, he's I like up, Medium Dave. And he likes to murder people, but he's not that bad. Like, yeah, he's not as he, bad as the. When he has to kill people, he, he does, he he does it quickly, it. Yeah. quickly yeah. and quietly. <laughs> he's not like a sicko. He's just doing it because it's his job. <laughs> yeah, but then at the. the he, but then at the same time, it's also this 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 ongoing thing about how like well, Tea Time is the most fucked up guy I've ever created, and he's like unbelievably evil and twisted. But isn't he a little bit right when he owns this middle middle manager? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're very multifaceted characters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tea time is large. He contains multitudes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I do like like the sort of banjo because they they got this whole thing about how their mother said that they're not allowed to play with girls and you can't be like yeah. mean to girls and like used to like beat the shit out of them if they were mean to girls, which is just like a psychological lesson embedded so hard that they like physically can't do anything really to mm-hmm. Susan yeah. or even Violet really. Um, and I think that's what that's what gets Medium Dave in the end is his like yeah the the fear of his mother if he does anything to Susan and then just, therefore she's uh she appears before him and like gets him. Oh, the other thing that's that's like really good like speaking of all these like bad guys that or all these like thugs that Tea Time had Tea Time has around is that like there's this there's this gradual shift from like when they first meet and like this final third where when at this point they just completely adapted their behavior to fit. To fit not being killed by tea time, like this, this is such a, mm-hmm. it's such a good touch. Like there's, there's this bits where like this wizard who is doing the, lock, lockpick styles, spells says, oh, I figured it out. It's easy. It's just this. It's just this one sequence, and and then tea time's like, oh, I know that one. And then the wizard's like, oh, it is actually some complicated additions, <laughs> of course, that you still need a wizard for, because the, 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 all of them know that like not being needed by tea time is is deadly Death sentence yeah yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah and stanley gets killed by his childhood bully um yeah it really yeah. shows that okay. bullying is wrong and you shouldn't do it Bullying is wrong you might say it's comeuppance for agreeing to uh psychically control all the children um <laughs> the big <laughs> fucked up circle <laughs> if you think about it the um the like boogie bogeyman created spectral apparition of his childhood bully uh, was Discord's first nonce hunter. <laughs> you could say that. You could that's say that. That's something you could say. That's, that's physically, that physically you can say it, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in a weird mood today. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not uh-huh. playing it. It's because people yeah. won't give me a damn house. 
Give George a house. Give George a damn house. Not just any old house. house. Give me a nice one. Give George a nice house. With people who are cool. Tooth Fairy, give George... Send one of those deeds George's way. <laughs> Can't believe he's a landlord. Yeah, the Bloomsbury <laughs> man is a landlord. <laughs> That makes Medium sense. Like, what if the what if these is like to a to a pipe shop that I go to, and the guy's always complaining about the rent, so the book kind of just like <laughs> charging people an incredible amount of rent. Very funny. And, so and not like, paying oh, his wrong, employees properly. Yeah, and then paying the paying the employees really badly. So you know, maybe the bogeyman it just sucks generally in a in a sort of class sense. Maybe the bogeyman is bad. Yeah. Maybe Banjo will pay people a living wage, I don't know. Yeah. Banjo is going yeah. to do does an even Banjo nice have class forces. consciousness? Hard to say. He's <laughs> mm. well, Banjo we'll, comrade. We'll figure it out in, in Thief of Time where Banjo, of course, returns. <laughs> Banjo will yeah, return. Banjo will next, return. <laughs> in the next book about the Tooth Fairy's kingdom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It, this is genuinely never mentioned again. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's the like result. it's a big world detail to never be mentioned again. I don't know. It's fine. They're gonna be fine. What happened to Buddy? You know, <laughs> I guess him and Susan broke up. What happened to Nigel? No, no, yeah, but like Buddy, you know, the whole end of Soul Music was Susan and Buddy being like, oh, we're gonna get together. He's at the chip shop and now he's fucking gone. I genuinely don't remember. I'd legitimately Soul music. forgotten who yeah. Buddy was right then. <laughs> he's a great, he's a classic character. He has a lot of character. Soul Music has music. kind of gone like right out of my yeah, head because I saw music. you. I saw you tweet about the animated version of that, and I was like, have we read Soul Music yet? <laughs> I don't remember watching that at all. And then I think back to it and I did watch it on like 1.25 times speed. It's very yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> Father. 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 Yes, yes so. I could have saved them. <laughs> so next week we'll be, we'll be going to be watching the, the movie and the movie non-animated movie version. Yeah. Um, and you'll all judge me for having having fond memories. For having based your entire personality why. around it. On yeah, on Michelle Dockery in that movie, who's very cool. She's too old for it, but she rules, so it's fine. Um yeah, I can't I wait to good. see David Jason in a different Discord role. Oh, and Tea Time is really fucked up. He's just a cool. fucked up. Yeah, I I seen as the guy who was in an episode of Doctor Who. Yeah. Mm. Like American. Which is the most fucked up thing. <laughs> 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 I don't think that actor is American. Though. He wasn't Doctor Who, I think. He has so. like a his his accent is like, oh, I'm Mr. T a time. It's very funny if the actor is not American and they were like, we need this guy's a real sicko. What acting choices should we have him make? <laughs> uh, is he not? He was in a vampire thing, I think. Who is it? Um, uh, it's Mr. Mark Tita. Warren, English actor. Is he? Known for his Mark British Warren. television roles. Oh, he yeah. Oh, he's in loads of stuff. Yeah, yeah. He so was in Jonathan Strange. BBC actors. Yeah. yeah, I just know him from the one episode of Doctor Who he was on, which is the worst episode of Doctor Who I have seen. It's not a good Our one. Classic. He was in. Um, he was in Fungus the Bogeyman. Oh my Connected. god! I've yeah. forgotten about that. 
<laughs> he was in Hustle. All of the I think twists. He, was, he was in a bunch of American shit, I think. He was in an episode of Poirot. He was in he was in Life on Mars. Uh like everyone in the UK. He was in Miss Marple, like everyone in the UK. Oh, he was in The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones, oh, Attack of, of the Hawkman TV movie <laughs> in nineteen ninety-five. Oh yeah. He was in Hellraiser so cool. Colin Dedda. Uh-huh. The he was okay, in seven, Ghostbusters he, of East Finchley. Hellraiser Dead is the seventh <laughs> movie, thing. the seventh installment in the Hellraiser series. This looks great. Hogfather. Oh, oh, David Jason is in it. Yeah. But he's Albert. He's good as Albert, though. I think his Albert's funny. I think Albert, he yeah, he's like for he Albert. much more suited to Albert. It makes yeah. more sense than Rinsman. It's the right age. <laughs> I assume he was so good as, as Albert that they cast him again. In the color of magic, because they made the color of magic after Hawkfather. Mm. Did they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hawkfather was the first was the one. First one. Oh right. Yeah. It was like so successful that they got got the rights to to another one, and it was the one that Terry didn't care about. So that's why they got to make color of magic. He was in Messiah Five: The Rapture. Oh, I love that. <laughs> what happens in Messiah? Not 4? as good as the fourth one, <laughs> yeah. but like, it's all right. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be doing that next week, which is great, because it means we have a a little, you know, uh, a little gap between this and Jingo. Yeah. Yeah, that's why uh, we need to make that he was the, the... He was the gentleman with the thistle-down hair in the Jonathan Strange and Mr. Morell adaptation. I haven't yeah. seen the adaptation I've, of that. I've just finished reading it. I don't know. Honestly, I, I honestly like didn't them. know there was an adoption, an adaption. I, I heard it's a good adaption. Like, I've read half the book. I never finished I, it. It's good. I've read the book. I watched the show first. I enjoyed it. It's you good. could tell it was BBC, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the same axes. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell is about how it sucks when you're gay but you don't realise yeah. it and so you just take out all your resentment on like the guy you're obsessed with. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great book. Exactly. I, I like it you a see, lot. see, the reason why Eddie Marsan's so good in it is because he plays a weird little freak who's obsessed. Just, just like in real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Shall we, shall anyway, we wrap so up this any, episode? Yeah, any more thoughts? Any further thoughts on Hogfather? I will reread at some point and I'll probably enjoy it more. Pretty good. Not yeah. in my top five at the moment. Good you know, point. That's okay. What, what are you, I'm interested in what is in your top five. I need to have a look at the list. <laughs> uh, Can I guess what your top five would be? It'll probably influence what I say. Yeah, well, go ahead. <laughs> that, that feels wrong. <laughs> we uh, we, we Eric, all need to write it Color down. of Magic. Oh, like, fantastic. <laughs> Sorcery. It's also very interesting times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna circle here in the list of books the ones I think. Oh, they're all together. Might be your favorites. I think it's. Oh, I don't think. Hmm. I mean, there was I'm definitely. Go. Maybe. Yes, this. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Uh, masquerade. I have that. Yeah. Mm. Um, small gods. I also have that. Maybe. I'm uh, trying to. I'm trying to like remember. Maybe this one. Or uh, Reaper, Reaper Man. Man, I think. Yeah, Reaper Man's in there. Feet of Clay. Maybe you weren't on a podcast episode, but I feel like you'd like that. It was good. I, I'd say Small Gods is top five, and that one's probably like number six. Um. Okay. Then how about Guards? God. I don't know. Now Weird I'm sisters, myself. Maybe Weird I don't sisters. Know. Okay, Lords and Ladies? Yes. Yeah, I have that underlined as a question mark. 
So, what is that? What is that? Reaper Man, Small Gods, Lords and Ladies. Masquerade. Masquerade. And then um, Men at Arms, probably. Men at Arms. Are you like with more than Feet of Clay? Or Guards, mm. Guards? That's a good point. I mean, there was some, there was some fun <laughs> it's hard stuff. To pick. It's Men hard at to Arms pick. had like the carrot and the angua stuff that I thought was great. So there was, there was good stuff in that. Yeah. I might had put God's Guards, Good actually. heterosexual romance. Which is, well, which is our favorite type. Yeah, God's Guards had the great mystery. Yeah, um, I put God's Guards in the end. Yeah, that makes sense. I I wonder what mine would be. I think this one, Hawkfather, Reaper Man, Masquerade. That's my top three probably in whatever order. Mm. In the ones that we've read, or out of the ones we've read, yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, like um, the top. Um, like the hit singer of the hit song Caballo. No, fuck. Hit song. <laughs> hit song Havana. Okay. Uh, I don't like to put labels on things, so. Gonna, <laughs> okay. Like nice. Uh, yeah, I think probably Reaper Man, More Gods, uh, Lords and Ladies. Yeah, probably similar <laughs> Um But I think then. Uh, what, what other books have there been? Color of Magic. No. There's really, like, out of the first, like, five, six, seven, I don't feel comfortable putting anyone in top five, so... Maybe. I really like Mort. Mort's yeah. really good. Mort made me very emotional. I think Mort, like, Mort is the best of the early ones, for sure. Yeah. I just think Reaper Man is a little bit, like, Reaper Man is better out of better. those and has similar themes, so... Reaper Man rules, yeah. Yeah, Hawkfather, Reaper Man, Masquerade, um, Lords and Ladies, Feet of Clay is probably my top five. Oh, we're really getting into some chewy ones, though, in the next few ones. I'm excited. Excited for getting to the long ones. Well, we're gonna do, we're gonna do a bit of a racism detour with Jingo and the Last Continent. Yeah. We're going on another little trip abroad. But then it's, uh, then it's Carpe Jugulum, Fifth Elephant, The Truth, Thief of Time, Night's Watch, Monsters Regiment, Going Postal, Thud. Wintersmith. Oh, it doesn't list. It does. It lists them in a in a different thing with the children's books. Oh, so that's well, a, that's with, annoying. So I don't yeah, know so the goes, order, but yeah, we have got Fifth Elephant, Truth, Thief of Time, Last Hero, Amazing Maurice, Night Watch, We Free Men, Monsters Regiment, Hatful of Sigh, Going Postal, Sad Wintersmith, which is like a great run, and then we get into the more sort of the late ones, yeah. which is making money, etc. I was I think of Wintersmith as the cutoff point because I really like Wintersmith. Wintersmith, great. No, we'll see. I don't think making money is a bit weird because it's like, damn, I love that the fact that the bank exists. <laughs> anyway, I'm any really final excited, thoughts? I'm really excited for the truth somehow. I think that's that's one I really look forward to because I just remember liking it, but I don't remember anything about it. Oh, there's some real, some real sick shit in the truth. That's a great book. It's about how the newspapers fucked up. Ooh. <laughs> oh, it's about the f- the truth, more like fake news. More well, like, kinda, yeah. yeah. More like the lie. Fake news. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the whole like thing of the book where it's like a lie can run around the world before the truth has got its boots on. Yeah, this is this is me Neil Tysoning the thing about how isn't it ironic that the never-ending story has an ending? Like that's the that's so true. Actually, um, the truth doesn't have boots because it's an abstract concept. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you don't save the hog father, the truth will never wear boots again. <laughs> 
<laughs> we need to fucking end this episode. Yeah. yeah okay. Have we? Is there any? No more thoughts. No. Then I've never um, had a thought, thought. you can. If you want more, then you can donate to our Patreon at Who Watches the Watch on Patreon. Um, for three euros a month, you can get access to all our bonus episodes, including up-to-date heart spell and other bonus shit that we do. Is there? Do we have the new episode out yet? Or are you Not yet. editing that? Uh, I'm editing it at the moment. Um, okay, it should well, be done so tomorrow. That should be done probably. Have you started it yet? How does it sound? Episode. I have not started. Okay, <laughs> so we don't know if it's if it's listenable or not. I think it's fine. It's probably fine. Um, it's a live episode, so you know. It's a live episode on Gender Games, which is great. Uh, or you can donate five or even higher and get your name shouted out like Ooh. these people. Like these people who my boyfriend will show Tom. Hey. Uh, Tank. Uh, Terran. Porco. Ray Carter. Spinja. Milk Succubus. Please. Memories of those last. Serdo. Justin Crandall. Vartian. Evan Diem. Sika. Slime Simon. Goshon. Sarah McClintock. Schwein. Plush Raid. Mork. Carrot Lime. Schwinja. Big Titty Goth Threadwife. And Big Flat Bunt. Mayale. Thank you to them. Um, You're and welcome. Uncles especially. You all just got called pigs in like 20 different languages. Uh, yeah, so thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. Um, but until then, be on Strong in the Army is my uncle. Be strong in the Army is my uncle. Big Will keep on Believe in the Hogfather. God bless us, everyone of us. God bless America. Don't do that. Happy 9 11. Seasons don't feel the reaper, nor do the winds or the rain. Be like this.